0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of EMG Transformations. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode had a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social that you found helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear And the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health, and create lasting lifestyle changes. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. 3, 2,
1: 1, 0. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.
0: Welcome to EMG Transformations. Today, I am delighted to feature Darcy Elizabeth. She is the host of the Claim Your Worth podcast, which is all about empowering you with the right belief to build a life of abundance. Darcy has over a decade of experience in corporate America and is a certified Reiki trainer. Not to mention, she is the networking queen as she sparks community growth and hosts breakthrough events. Her energy is off the charts, and I'm so excited to have this conversation. Thank you for taking time to come on the podcast today.
1: Awesome. Dan, that was amazing. I love that intro. So thank you so much, and I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, so excited to have you. Um, Met through a mutual friend and kind of connected on some experiences that we both had. So we're like, might as well kick it off with a podcast and just get to know each other more, (laughs)
1: Yes, I love that. And that right there is the power of networking, right? Where we just met in a container. And then now you're coming on my podcast. I'm here on your podcast and just building together.
0: Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. To kick things off here. Can you share a little bit about your background and just overall, like yourself and your story?
1: Yeah, for sure. So what you see today as a networking queen, somebody who hosts events and speaking was not always my story. I can tell you that a long time I struggled with self-confidence because rooting back to when I was younger, I grew up in a household where it was just myself, my sister, my mom, and then my stepdad. And I always say that we are always Dealt what we can handle, and it also is part of our journey, right? So, how I got here today to having a podcast and knowing that networking is key is that that's something I needed. And as a young girl, I struggled a lot not only with self confidence, but having support. As my mom struggled with alcoholicism, she uh, actually recently passed away from cirrhosis of the liver. But growing up, I never felt that I was worth it, right? That there was always this constant comparison where I was comparing myself to my mom drinking, right? Like, how come I couldn't get her attention? Why is she not home? And that led to a lot of self-doubt and also having issues as a young woman to knowing my worth. And with that, I found a boyfriend at a very young age. And I ended up moving in with him and his parents, his parents, I always say was the biggest blessing where they took me in at 16 years old. And it was at a point where I needed to get out of the environment I was in. And now looking back and knowing all about like alcohol and the side effects, it makes sense now. But at that point, it wasn't safe for me to be there anymore. My mom was very hard let's say that she was hard on me, but also her words really got to me and his parents seeing what was happening in my home, they kind of propositioned my mom saying, hey, we're going to take her in with us or we're going to have to get somebody involved. And I'm so thankful they did that because them bringing me into their home allowed me to really see what the family dynamic was like, right? I wasn't used to really eating at the table together or coming home every day and your parents being there. I remember that was something that was so beneficial was, you know, coming home and our, his parents were there, which at this point was now my parents. Right. And knowing like what it looked like to have that healthy family. And that was something I craved. I think a lot of us crave, right. That like true family dynamic. And with that, I, just continuing my journey. I had some health issues. I actually had to get my thyroid removed, which was a lot of, I now look back like trauma that I was carrying within my body, which, you know, that is why we'll talk about how I got into reiki healing. But what happened was, is I was getting sick a lot. And I think a lot of times, especially when we're younger, we go through these traumatic events and we don't have that support, right? We don't have that support or even that guidance of what's right, what's wrong. And so our body carries that stress. And it led me to having thyroid issues at a super young age. I got first diagnosed with a uh, hypothyroid in I was 16 years old. And with that, I was having all these issues, one with my overall being, because the thyroid actually controls a lot in your body, but also my weight. And the younger version of me always brought out that I'm not good enough, right? I was struggled with my age, I with my worth, and that really led me to jumping into the personal development side. During that time, I started to dive into like the podcast, you know, working out, getting to all that stuff. And that boyfriend that I moved into, I actually ended up marrying. I married him at 21 years old, so. I'm one of those stories where it's like, hey, yeah, I married my high school sweetheart. Our story did not end up like that fairy tale. We actually got a divorce one year in. And that was something that was very traumatizing to me once again, because I didn't just lose him, right? I didn't just lose him. I lost this family that took me in at such a young age. And I'm 22 years old, wondering what am I gonna do now, now that I don't have that support And that's what really led me into trying to find that self-healing. I started to get Reiki done. And I was like, hey, maybe I could become a Reiki healer, which led me to becoming my master's. And when I'm doing the master program, I realized that one, I wanted to get this energy everywhere. Two, I wanted to really step into helping other women who had alcoholic parents, because even though I had that tough relationship with my mom, she was still in my world. And, you know, you love your mom. I love my mom. And I, for a long time, struggled to create those boundaries. But Riki healing is what really allowed me to breathe, right? To not get sick again. I was really trying not to bring back all the sickness I previously had as I was in my teenage years. And it really just led me to noticing there is so much power in community, right? Once you start to get into the rooms where you have support, there's so much power. In a long time, I didn't know how to get in the room, right? Because I struggled so much with that self-confidence. I had my mom in the back of my head saying like, you can't do big things, right? Like I had that going on while also going through all the traumas and releasing that Ricky healing brought me. I realized that if I wanted to get into the room, I was going to, one, actually have to do it. But two, know how to do it the biggest block was that I didn't even know how to get in the room and introduce myself make connections or find the people that were going to support me and I could support them and understood where I was at in life with these big dreams I had so here we are I did the thing I've been doing all the education the workshops when it comes to communication building relationships and really diving in how networking is so beneficial to your business, but also your well-being. And yeah. And then just like during that journey, I just started to really dive in more. And it's one of those things where I didn't know this was going to be the mission, right? But I ended up losing my mom last year. So November of 2022. And when that happened, I realized real quick that I want to make sure that I was out there helping other women, whether it's in a business standpoint, Reiki healing, or just in life, that they know they have support and how to find that support and really allowing them to get into the room confidently because we do carry so much of our younger childhood with us as we go through life.
0: Wow. You said so much there that I just personally resonated with, and I know the audience will as well. And You know, it it honestly brought me back to like my childhood a little bit where you just come home and you just never know what's going on. Like my dad always came home around 2 p.m. and he wouldn't pick me up from school. I'd have to walk like a mile or something. He could have easily picked me up. Then I come home to him either drunk or like whatever. And then my mom wouldn't come home until like six or seven. So I'm there in between like three and four And it's just me and him for a couple hours. And I always had to from a young age, honestly, as long as I can remember, really bad from like middle school to maybe like 10th grade. But that was just this always constant uncertainty. And I didn't have ways to cope or manage. Like for me, it was just basketball. And that's all I knew. It was a sport. It got me active. I could get some of my anger out. Because as a teenage boy, like there was definitely some of that going on. And that was just like my only way. So that definitely looking back now, I think that stored into my body because I didn't have ways to manage or cope and ended up getting Crohn's disease going into my senior year of high school, manifesting that disease with all that built up trauma. And Now that I'm learning all of this as I get older, I'm like, wow, like if we just have the tools to manage our emotions, maybe, I'm not saying it's like 100%, but you would have a better chance to not have those illnesses down the road and just have overall better well-being. So I'd love to talk about that more and like how it helped you on your journey. And I guess like my first question with all that is how did you get the awareness to be like... I'm not managing things correctly or I just need to do better or whatever that was for you. Because for me, I I didn't have any of that. Basketball was my only thing. And then it wasn't until I got sick and probably like two, three years later, that's when I started finding my coping methods and my self-help care and all of that. So I'd love to hear where you found that on your journey.
1: Yeah, so I think when we're younger, we don't know what really identify what trauma is, right? Like we're just like doing the thing because we don't know any different. And yeah. our body when we're in that stress point, I always say there's somewhere in your body that holds that right for me it was my thyroid for you it was your stomach right with chromes. And it's I always say like that sickness is what is going to trigger our awareness. So unfortunately, it is part of our journey. But that right there me having to get my thyroid completely removed was my little light bulb where it's like, you are getting sick because you're under so much stress, right? And what really brought me to it, it was same with you. It took me a couple of years. It took me a couple of years of being like, oh, okay. Like this is happening because of some past traumas I had. But what really brought awareness to it is starting to be quiet with myself, right? And I think this is why this doesn't happen until we're like in our 20s or later, because it's your first time that you're by yourself. And you're not, someone else not telling you what to do. You don't have that set schedule, right? Like if you are as an adult and you have to sit quiet with yourself and you start to look around and realize, hey, this isn't normal, right? To feel this way. I don't have to feel this way. And that really brought me to seeking out type of spiritual or even just ways to move energy within my body because I noticed that if it wasn't one thing getting inflamed, if it wasn't my thyroid getting inflamed, I then got endometriosis, right? And then it was like, I got my tonsils removed and it was just like, it kept going to different parts of my body. So I started to just kind of research it. Did the good old Google, right? Get out the phone and did the Google. Like, why do I keep having inflammation in my body? And I took the approach of the more spiritual way because I was starting to get into more manifesting, meditating, listening to podcasts, and I was like, hey, I'm going to give this Reiki energy thing a try. I mean, I'll be honest. At first, I was like, "Uh, is this really going to work? And then I got it done. And then once I got it done, I kept going. And I started to see all these massive changes in my life. And I said, how can I bring this to more people? When I do Reiki healing and why I educate other women to become Reiki healers It's literally just to spread the Ricky energy. It's not an income thing for me. My main thing is networking. But the reason I always am running containers to teach people how to do Ricky healing is because I want that energy to be spread as far as possible. Because if it could change my life like it did, if it could change from feeling so insecure to now I'm a mama where I do Reiki healing on my son, he's all about it, right? We have little crystals we put in his pocket so he doesn't have anxiety to, you know, helping other women become healers. I would be so, the younger version of me would be so proud of doing all that and to think that just started by diving into Reiki healing.
0: That's amazing. Now, I know someone out here is listening and they're like, Reiki, what is this? (laughs) So let's just pretend like it's someone's first time hearing it. Can you just like explain like in simple terms, like what it is, who's it for and how does it help you?
1: Yeah. So I like to explain Reiki as moving energy blocks within the body. Now, a lot of times people think like, how is that possible? But what it is, is a Reiki healer. They are certified from a master, right? So like I'm a Reiki master. They had to get certified through me where we exchange this energy where we're going to move blocks within your body. And these blocks are what we have talked about, right? Past traumas, doubt, your chakras. We all have different chakras that play a part in our bodies. And a lot of times when you do the energy exchange of Reiki healing, it removes those blocks you are carrying and it just releases it out of your body, So this is something that can be done based on their level of certification can be done in person or virtually. And what it does, it just really moves the energy within your body to release tight up traumas or blocks that you are carrying. A lot of times when it comes to who it's for, I say it's for anybody, but you also want somebody who's open to it right? I always, I do like to take the challenge, right? Especially with a lot of men. I'm like, they don't believe in it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just try it, right? Give me, give me three sessions. And if you don't feel better, okay. And that's something that I always say, like, if you're a Ricky healer, try it on them, right? See what can really the, the, there's so much power in the energy. And when you start to actually do it, that's going to be what proves to people that it does work. And another thing, not just are you doing an energy exchange, but the biggest benefit, as we talked about before, is it makes somebody stop. Make Mm -hmm. someone stop, make someone think, right? You're there's meditation music, at least how I do it. And I walk people through a meditation because once they're able to relax, that's when it's actually easier to exchange the energy. If you're wondering where the energy comes from, most time it's just like your hands. Like I always do my hands over certain parts of the body. But it's really just like this energy exchange. And when you allow that to happen, you are also going to get so many aha moments. That's what I like to call them. Those moments where it's like, oh, this isn't working in my life. This is something I want to change. So even now, as a Reiki healer, I'm moving energy within your body, you are also going to have so many moments where you have your own self-awareness.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things is, when those downloads, I guess you could say, just come from the universe. And, you know, for me personally, like getting into that present moment, it's almost like just this like meditation almost, but I did it one time and I need to go back. Like, I don't know why I haven't yet. Throughout the whole time, it like felt like this meditation, but she said that she could pick up this chaotic field of tense energy. And as I was in that, I could feel it. Like I was almost like I was laying there, but I almost felt like twitchy almost. And um, that's how I am like most of the time, like when I try to go to sleep, or I just have this like tense energy. But as I went on through the process and through the healing, I was able to release a lot of that. And, you know, like all of those are probably just traumas that are built in just bouncing around. And when we get into the present moment like that, that's how we can release. That's how I release. And probably with your teachings as well. But, um, you know, she also was just saying how there's like different energies and different chakras, And she was saying how like my solar plexus was stronger than the other ones. And like, I don't know what that means, but I'm like, well, if she's picking up something, like, I don't know, it must mean something. So I think it's a really cool practice. And as I was learning more about it, I was doing my own research and that self-awareness just continued to grow. So I think it's a very interesting practice and something that I want to get more into. So that's why I'm so excited to talk about it today is to build my own awareness and also share it with others and share that energy out in the world like you want to.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and it totally makes sense with your solar plexus, because think about what you're doing, right? You have a podcast starting to dive to this part, you have a meaning behind your whole brand. That right there, a lot of times with solar plexus is your creative side, right? Like almost like your passion to come out, right? You're like ready to bring this into the world. Being a Ricky healer, most of us are intuitive. So on my side, I'm very intuitive where one, you can check out the chakras, figure out what's going on. But a lot of times we'll get like downloads on messages to give you, which is a beautiful thing. Some people, you know, you always got to tread lightly to see if somebody's ready for it. But with those messages or with those chakras, with the energy is able to help us guide you on what is coming or what do you need to work on and kind of help you develop that self-awareness you're looking for.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned how it removes blocks. And I kind of just think of it as acupuncture is like the most simple term to like compare it. And that's using those pressure points to release it. So how does... Reiki is that like more of a spiritual emotional side where it's like you're releasing those emotional traumas or how does that part work real quick
1: Yeah so think about any type of chakra that is blocked so let's take the throat chakra that's the most common one where a lot of people their throat chakra is blocked and what i mean by that is they're either not saying what they feel right they need to tell somebody something or maybe they're supposed to start a podcast right there's many different ways why their throat chakra is blocked So what we do is we come in, we can tell that that energy in there is blocked. And we just give our healing energy to that area. So what it does is it's going to loosen it up. And yes, definitely from a spiritual point, right? But it's going to loosen up that block. So you can start to use your voice again.
0: I'm curious, are there any inspiring client transformations that really stand out that you'd like to share? Or maybe even like personal transformations with Reiki?
1: Yeah. So between me and you, we have a mutual friend that she's had a lot of transformation with Ricky healing, but I'm sure you can put together who that is, but yeah, I've had a lot of where women get to this point. Most of the time I do do women, or if I do do Ricky healing on men, a lot of times you see like, they come to me because they're looking to find answers within themselves. Right. That's where I always say like my expertise is, it's a lot of times I have people come in they're like, I just don't know what to do next or where am I headed? What does my business look like? So I tracked in a lot of those types of clients and what the transformation is, is they start to get answers, right? They start to know how does it look to take action? A lot of times we have these big dreams that we want to come to life, but we don't have that visible piece of like, how does this look? What actions do I need to take? What do I need to do to take care of myself, right? That's the number one thing. So the biggest transformations I see is, people start to quote unquote claim their worth, right? Start to go after the dreams that they want and they start to really figure out what does that look like? Who is that person that shows up for that? A lot of times we have that person within us and we are our biggest block. Talking about blocks where we are holding ourselves back because of fear, because of the unknown, because of our heart chakras out of whack, right? So what we do is a lot of time when I move that energy, it opens them up to be able to start showing up as a person they need to be to achieve that goal. So I've had many transformations. I've done a lot of Reiki healing sessions, but I also do do Reiki healing certifications. And one prime example of this is a woman that got certified. She got certified in November of last year. And here we are six months later, and she not only has started her own business, she's able to leave her full-time job, and she's at this point where she's just so fulfilled because of becoming a Ricky healer is her full income on Ricky healing. No, but what that did when she became a healer was open up the clarity, the energy to be able to show up as that person. So I would say the biggest thing is transformation is clarity. And then simply having the energy to go after the dream.
0: Mm, that's amazing. Cause I feel like a lot of times we know what we want to do or we know what we should do. But we need that like extra push, whether that's having a strong purpose, whether that's some deeper clarity. And it sounds like Reiki will give you that extra push to go after those dreams and not be on the sidelines anymore. And maybe whatever that how it does it for you, I think it's a good way to do that. And if anyone's looking out there to become a Reiki trainer or just want a session like Darcy's your girl to do that. So definitely recommend that. And kind of like a similar topic is spirituality. So I feel like we all have a general sense of what spirituality means, but then it comes down to a personal journey. So I'm curious, what does spirituality mean for you?
1: Yeah, so I would say I really started to get into my spiritual side probably about four years ago. And I was about 25. I just had my baby. And when I had that life event, a lot of times you your body starts to shift. And with that energy starts to shift. And it allowed me to start to tap into my spiritual side. So for me, my journey has looked like being the corporate accountant. I was like, what do you mean spiritual? You know what I mean? Like being that like, totally accountant mindset where it was like, no, that's not such a thing to now I'm literally a Reiki master. And I have people turn into their intuition, into the guidance from their spiritual guide to get through life to claim their worth. And I think that a lot of times people are resistant to it because I was coming from someone who's been through it as I was resistant to it because there's like unknown and you don't have the facts behind it. Right. So for me, I had to really start trusting my intuition, trusting the downloads I was getting. If you are having, you know, dreams or you're meditating, you have these downloads, there's a reason you're getting them. Whatever you might believe, whether it's, you know, from a spiritual guide, you know, inner work, intuition, whatever it may be, you're getting those ideas and those downloads and those thoughts for a reason. And then when the moment I started to trust it and started to take action from tapping into my spiritual side, that's where the real growth happened. And that's when I started to realize hey, this is happening for a reason, right? You know, I'm definitely way more intuitive than most and I have been blessed in that way where I'm able to, how do I say this without sounding weird, but I'm able to like almost feel when spirits are around, right? And that's actually been a huge gift because that I'm able to tap into my spirit guides as in know when I need help I can ask. And a lot of times when you start to tap into that spiritual side, your intuition, meditation, it gets better and better. So I always like challenge people. Like if you're like, hey, I'm feeling alone. I don't feel good. I don't know what to do. Start tapping in. Whether it looks like meditating, whether that is like listening to a podcast, doing Ricky healing, whatever it may be. For me, I would not be here today if I haven't leaned into my spiritual side.
0: Yeah, that, that's so fascinating. I just love where this conversation's going because of it. You know, I think everything's connected, and that's my view on it. Like everything's just energy and it's all just flowing in and out of everything. But yeah, everything, I just think it's like connected in that part. And those downloads and trusting your intuition, that's what I was going to say. Every time, like when you trust your intuition, Every time it's like a steep statement, but most times things work out better than you could imagine. And when you hesitate on that, a lot of times things might go sideways. Or if you make a quick, you know, emotional decision that's not really like based on anything, then like that could go sideways. But when you get these thoughts that come into your head, they're like there. And it's a frequent thought. It's coming here. It's like that's the ones that, you know, you should really step on and take advantage of that because you just never know how one thing can play out and go to the next. So I love that you mentioned that part and just just like trust it. I think that's the biggest thing. Just go with the flow.
1: Yeah, because guess what? If you don't listen, it's going to keep coming up. I always say that, like, if you have a dream on your heart, you might as well just start chasing it. Because if not, it's going to keep on coming up, it's going to keep on coming up. And it's going to show up in different ways, right? And one way it does show up is through sickness. That's my opinion, where I'm like, if you don't start stepping into it, eventually, it's going to show up in different ways. And I'm not just saying physical body sickness, but also it could be mental, right? When you're Your mental health is not great. Kind of sit back and ask yourself, Am I feeling like there's a calling? And it doesn't have to look like, you know, entrepreneurship like it did for me, but it can also look like diving into your health, working out, finding a community, right? Having a baby, whatever it may be for you. And the biggest thing is about trusting yourself is we are our biggest tool. We are our biggest tool. And for some reason, we're always trying to look for answers outside, but we have all the answers in us. And the moment you start to trust yourself and start to listen, it's all going to fall together. But then everybody around you is going to start to trust you as well.
0: That's awesome. And that's like claiming your worth as well, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So what does claim your worth mean to you? And how does someone really step into claiming their worth?
1: Yeah, so claiming your worth to me is following those downloads, right? Like going for the thing where I always say, when you get to that claim your worth moment, it's that pivotal moment where you're no longer going to stay in your old excuses. And you're going to start to go into the life that you know, you deserve, you know, that you want, and that you are going to feel worthy. And this really aligns with my story coming from a point where, you know, my mom bless her, but she for so long made me question my worth. And I knew I needed to make a change to start claiming my own worth. And really the biggest thing when it comes to claiming your worth is two sides. Yes. I want you to tap in. I want you to do the spiritual side. I want you to get that intuition, figure out exactly what you want to go for, but then also start being her or him, right? Start being that person. Because a lot of times we talk about, okay, you have to know what you're going for. Okay. So now that you know what you're going for, are you showing up as that person? So when I think about where I'm going, and I, you know, known as a networking queen and host a networking membership and have events, I know the energy I want to be when I'm in those rooms. I know the impact I want to leave on these amazing women. And then I also know how I want to be as a girlfriend, as a mama, and knowing when you can start being her now, that's free. Right. A lot of people say, well, I'm going to be her when. And I'm like, no. Right. You want to start diving into this energy now, because when you start to dive into that, whatever that may look like for you, the rest is going to fall into place. And that whole journey, because life is a journey, it's a forever journey, is claiming your worth. So I always say once you start being her, that is when you're claiming your worth.
0: I love that. It sounds like a lot of our uh, mutual friends, Stacey Van Thun yes. you know, becoming you. And oh, I
1: love Stacy.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> like I just saying it, it's like ringing the same tone for me right now. But it's so true. Like we have to become that person before we be that person. Like Mike Tyson says, be the champ before you become the champ. And it's all sure. about having that mindset for me, and then following through on the thing. So it's almost like setting the price in advance as well. Like you're being intentional with what you want to do, and then you have to follow through. So I think a lot of the times we know what we want, but then we have those fears and those doubts and all of those things that limit us from going for it. But if we can do something like Reiki or find other ways to build our confidence, then we can really step into that being. So Another question I had for you is what are some tips that you use to like build and stack your confidence?
1: Yeah. So I always say, if you want to get confidence, it's all through action. The more you do it, the more confidence you're going to have, right? When I first started my podcast, if you listen to my first episode to where I am today, it's a total 360. I had a whole different name, right? But I took the action of doing that thing. And that's the same thing to like tie it back to like networking that's the same thing. Like once you start getting into the room and you start to make the connections and you just start to do it, you got more confidence. I promise you that whatever you're going through right now, and you're having that pull to do, you are meant to. And the more you just keep showing up, you know, even if it's messy, just keep showing up. The more you do that, the more confidence you're going to get and know that with. Any new level, there's a new devil, right? We hear that all the time because, okay, now I'm confident with podcasting, but now I'm getting into speaking in person. Okay, that's a whole nother realm of being nervous. So, for myself, figure out the routine for you if you are having one of those moments where you get that fear, you get that self doubt. And then when you're in that moment, I want you to talk to your younger self because that's who's coming out, right? So, a lot of times I do this where I actually do a whole program here in Rhode Island for big sister, little sister. And I say, if I can't show up today for myself, because my fear is getting in the way, then I need to be showing up for her, whether it's my past self, a younger teenager that's going through those fears. So show up for that other person. If you are feeling like you can't show up for yourself, because a lot of times if we make it about us, we don't want to do it, right? We're like, Oh, well, I'm just going to kind of skip this because that fear is too big. Begin the mindset of, you know what? I'm really nervous, but I know that if I step into this next time, it's going to be easier. And I know it's going to help somebody else out. Right. And so that's what I do for myself when I do get nervous and knowing you've made it through this far, right? Like I have made through some hard times and who am I not to be showing up? So giving yourself that little tough love, like, Hey, guess what? You've made it through all these past days. And who are you not to be showing up and giving out this message or taking this action?
0: Yeah, we've all survived 100% of our worst days. And that's something to be very proud of and pat ourselves on the back. Like That's uh, a big achievement because we've all been through something. We're all going through something currently and it, it never stops, but we continue to get stronger. And something that you said is, Confronting our old self, because that's where those problems are originating from. And something I like to think about is, well, are those beliefs or whatever is coming up, is that actually true? Is it still accurate? Or is it someone else projecting their insecurities on you? And it might not even be your original thoughts that are the ones that are keeping you down the most. It could be someone else's that they just projected onto you. And that's on you to have to do that inner work to like file it out and get rid of it and then replace it with these empowering thoughts of building your belief and all of that great stuff. So I think that's a great way is to like kind of like recycle it and kind of just replace it with new empowering thoughts. And that's one way to really step into the highest version of yourself that you want to become. So Another one, since you we were talking about networking here, is what tips do you have for someone that feels socially anxious for them to level up their confidence and networking skills? So more so their networking skills, because I just answered their confidence.
1: Yeah. So if you are nervous to get into the room, I want you to go into the room with a perspective of asking about other people. As in, if you're in there and you're feeling nervous, people want to talk about themselves, right? Right. So just go into it like, hey, introduce yourself. And if you don't know your introduction, that's the first place to start because that's a lot of blocker for people, right? They get nervous to introduce themselves. So hone in on that is my very first tip. But then after that, take the conversation and make it about them. Make it about them because then it's going to take out that whole fear. because you're not talking about yourself. You are asking about them and just. Ask them questions. It's going to create the conversation. It's going to build the bond, which is actually how you convert networking. And then it's going to naturally flow where they're going to start to ask about you. And the beautiful thing about that is, one, you're asking about them and people like to talk about themselves. Right. So it opens up the floor. You get to learn about them, build out like, know and trust. But then time they ask about you. You're relaxed, right? Because you've already set that foundation. You already know this person. You're already talking. So you're relaxed enough that you're going to be able to talk about what you do and how you do it in a relaxed conversation way. So those are my two biggest tips. Like one, have your introduction down because that's going to take out that fear piece. And then two, start asking about them. Make it about them. And people love that. And the moment you start to show interest in other people, you're going to notice that they're going to want to redo that back. But also, they're going to be like, oh, that felt good. Talk about energy. That is what makes networking successful is the energy you are bringing into the room. And when you start to bring in this energy where you're asking about them and they feel comfortable telling you, there's the bond, right? They're going to know that you are a safe space and they're going to have that like, know, and trust. And then they're naturally going to take the conversation to talk about you, which is going to lead to a relationship down the road.
0: Yeah, because I feel like it's relatively easy to get in the room. But then once you're in the room, like knowing what to do, that's where it gets a little hazy. So that's like a great tip for just how to make the most of each event.
1: Yeah, be more interested than interesting, Interesting. right? Where it's like, yeah, (laughs) where you're going in and you're there to truly make connections. That's the biggest thing I see when people come to my world to get trained how to network. They're like, well, how can I like, how can I be seen? And I'm like, but what if instead you became so interested in others that then they're going to want to be interested in you?
0: Yeah. So that's that's the key to like make the most out of these events and really just put yourself out there and meet people, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. And just know that first up, go in. There's so many times I get a message, like I, I signed up for a networking event and then I follow up. I'm like, how did it go? Well, I didn't actually go in. So number one, go in whether it's virtually or in person, go in the room and then instead of going from the approach of like I don't know how I'm going to talk, who am I and like start to freak out, make it about them.
0: Awesome. Love that. And that's some tips that anyone out there if they're feeling socially anxious, they can apply that and they can get results and build their connections, build their confidence. There's just limitless opportunities. But again, you have to take that first step, get in the room, start that first conversation, ask that first question. So there's pieces to the puzzle, but it's all here for you and ready for you to uh, start playing with it a little bit.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Yeah. So life is a roller coaster of ups and downs. I'm sure you know this through your journey. How do you maintain a positive mindset during those downs to keep pushing forward?
1: Yes, I'm a huge component of movement. So every single day, I'm all about moving my body, whether that's in the gym or going for a run or going for a walk. For me, that's how I release a lot of stress within my body. And then obviously, Reiki healing with being a Reiki healer, I'm able to do Reiki healing on myself. Number three is meditating. I highly suggest meditating in a sauna. Like, I like that is one thing I'm like, everybody should be doing that because nothing like sweating and releasing than doing meditation in a sauna. So, meditation is a staple. And then, those look basic things, right? Like, surround yourself with people that raise you up. That's, I cannot express that enough. And that's why I do what I do, right? Find the people that are going to understand your big vision, that are going to support you. Because if you are in a spot where you're having a bad mindset day and you have somebody that not only allows you to be there, but also encourages it, right? That's not going to help you. That's going to bring you down more. You're going to start to question your worth. And then you're going to be this whole pattern that you worked so hard to get through before. So I would say like, take care of yourself, figure out what that is, and then make sure you are in the room. You have the support of other like-minded people.
0: Awesome. So I was going to ask this at the end, but since we're talking about creating a strong community, tell us about your community and your membership and the claim you're worth. Like, What do you have going on that people, if they feel like they don't have that strong support system, this is the place for them? So can you share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so Claim Your Network Membership is a membership for female business owners and entrepreneurs where we are really all about connection and collaboration and being seen in your expertise. So what's different about this membership is it's not just a sisterhood that you're going to go in and talk, but we're actually going to be a sisterhood that literally supports each other. So we really focus in on actually promoting your business, knowing how to promote your business collaborating collaborating is the best way to expand your audience it's the most organic way and you get to cross audiences which is going to bring in people who have already that like no interest that you're collaborating with so we just really hone in on being the sisterhood where we are coming together to support each other and whatever that may look like. So this is really for the women who's like, hey, I'm an entrepreneur doing the thing is a little lonely because let's be for real, entrepreneurship definitely gets lonely. I want to join in to expand my audience, but through networking, right? Through the connection, the collaboration, and being known as the expert in their field. Because when you have those three components, that's actually the best way to be able to grow and to bring in more leads into your business. So that is what I do with the membership side. And then I do do network coaching, which is for male or female when it comes to how to actually convert your networking into leads. So many times we talk about social media as, you know, your lead funnel. But networking is such a great way that not enough people are tapping into because it's nerve wracking, right? It's nerve wracking to get into the room. So I do a lot of coaching around that. And then my favorite is in person. I love in person. I feel like there's a whole different level when it comes to getting in the room and be able to really connect. So with those three components, that's what I do is I just help people build a networking skills so that they can expand their business and do it through authentic way.
0: Love that. Yeah. So for all the lady bosses out there, if you're looking to expand your network, expand your business, whatever the case may be, you're looking for that community this is the community for you. And I highly suggest Darcy being the leader for you and your business. She's amazing and she has the tools to really get you to that next level. So highly recommend it. We got one last question here before we wrap things up. Do you have a secret sauce to life? And in other words, what's that one thing that really creates an X factor for you to be successful?
1: Oh, this is a good one. You know, I do this on my podcast. I never think about the reverse effect here. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> I would say, and I know this is going to sound so almost cheesy, right? Because I kind of talked about this before, but having a personal board of directors and what I mean by that is find your five core people who are going to support you in different ways. Life is challenging right? Entrepreneurship is challenging. Being a mom is hard. But when you have those five support people that you can turn to, whether it's you need financial advice, whether it's your therapist, whether it's a mentor, a supportive community, somebody you can go to with to seek advice that you trust. Once you have your personal board of directors, it's going to allow you to get further, but also to ease Anxiety, right? We all have anxiety, and we always talk about, you know, board of directors for your business. But what about for you? Who are the five core people that you could be surrounding yourself with or that are in your world to help support you in both the lows and the highs?
0: That's awesome. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so good because we just all need that extra push sometimes. And the truth is, we can't do everything alone, no matter how much we think we can, no matter how much we want to it's it's not weak to ask for help like a lot of the guys out there like this is kind of directed for you guys like it's not weak to do that and actually asking for help that's one of the strongest things that you can do it shows vulnerability it shows that you're authentic it shows that you're willing to do the work and you want to improve and you know all of that takes courage and it takes strength and The last thing is weakness. (laughs) So I highly encourage that for anyone out there struggling with something or they just want to get better. Like everyone out there is a master for you at something, whether it's what you want to do, whether it's what you don't want to do, whether it's just walking and having the right posture. You just see someone on the street and like I like the way they look. I like the way they carry themselves. Like it can be something as simple as that, but there is always something to learn from others. And, you know, one of my big lessons is just be a sponge, <laughs> like as simple as yeah. that, just absorb from everywhere and anyone that you can. So I love that you said that for the last tip, because something that I uh, definitely incorporated in my life as well.
1: Yeah, one last thing I want to put in there, because you just said about, it's okay to get support, right? And I think I'm somebody who was like that I'm going to be that independent woman, right? I held that for so long and that wasn't serving me, right? That was not serving me. And I think about that now. And also with my male clients, I'm always like, it's okay to be vulnerable and say you need help, right? And same with us females, we have this. Sometimes we feel like, oh, I have to be misindependent. independent. I got to do this all by myself, right? That little warrior in me. But knowing that the moment you start to seek that help, you get that support. That's where the real expansion is going to happen, both personally in your business, in your relationships. So really allowing yourself to put your shoulders down and say, Hey, I do need help in these areas. And then welcoming that energy or those people into your life.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And another way to connect is through your podcast through your community. I know you just launched a membership in May. So can you just Quickly, tell us about that new membership you got going on.
1: Yeah, so actually, this one is a container. So what it is, it's a six week hybrid container where there's both group coaching and one on one coaching. And what it's called is the claim your network intensive. So what I've done is in one year, everything I have done for improving my networking game, I put that in six weeks. Because I wanted to create a container that wasn't just information. We have so much information out there. There's podcasts, there's books. But what about in six weeks, if we could actually make you a networking pro that's going to get more opportunity and leads in your business? So we have everything from a copywriter to a videographer, and then myself personally, that will be in your business and in your brand to make sure that you know the foundations of networking. A lot of times we think it's like just getting in the room and saying hi, but there's actually so much more to that. I call it the framework of the three parts of networking for connection, follow up for opportunity, and pitch for lead, right? You make all these beautiful connections and then you have to follow up. So let's take us, for example, we met in a container and then we did the follow up with a connection call, okay? And now we pitch to each other, the third part of getting on each other's podcast. Now we also have this relationship, Right. And you're going to get in front of my audience. I'm going to get in front of yours. That right there is a successful conversion from networking to an actual opportunity. So what I do in that six weeks and we lay down all the the actual resources you need to become a networking pro from your business card to your pitch to your elevator pitch, all these different components. And I figured I'm, I'm also in a realm where it's like, let's do it and get it done. Like, let's get intensive for six weeks and get it done so you can be out there building those opportunities.
0: Yeah, I love that. So this is really the implementation rather than just getting those like fundamentals and the education, like you're, you're in the trenches and you're doing the work and you're bringing this to life essentially, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want education, my podcast, right? My podcast has all those tips, but yeah, it's actually the implementation piece. And I also just like a thing out there I see right now is there's so much information but like, it doesn't actually come true until you start implementing. So in this container, there is some handholding where it's like, Hey, you know, this is what we're doing and like, submit it for feedback. You got to get this to the copywriter. So it does really bring out those results because there is that implementation piece.
0: Yeah. That's so good. And You know, I I highly recommend it for anyone out there. Darcy knows her stuff. She's been doing this. She has the experience and just couldn't recommend that enough for anyone out there looking to just get that implementation. And they've done the setup a little bit and now they're just like, I'm ready to go. I wanna do this. 2023, this is my year. I'm done hesitating. I'm done with the fear. Like I'm going in for it. So if that sounds like you, we got another place for you to go to. So Darcy, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today and being vulnerable to share your story. You are a role model and beacon of hope for women to step into their power. The world is a better place because of your energy and your efforts. Thank you for being here and coming on the podcast today.
1: Uh, Dan, thank you so much. And I can't wait to have you on mine.
0: Are you ready to take charge of your health and transform your life? Well, get ready because we have the solution for you. Introducing the Nova Fusion 21-Day Wellness and Resilience Challenge, the ultimate program designed to stack massive momentum, achieve peak performance, and spark your transformation. In just 21 days, you can experience a total wellness revolution. Our challenge is jam-packed with daily inspiration, education, downloadable resources, and exciting challenges to keep you fired up and on track. But that's not all. When you join the challenge, you'll also become a member of our exclusive Nova Fusion family. Together, we'll support and uplift one another as we continue to grow and thrive unlock the secrets of the world's best wellness and resilience practices to stay mentally and physically fit for a lifetime. From renewing healing practices to transformative high-performance techniques, we've got you covered. And here's something that sets us apart. I believe in these practices so much that I'm offering a money-back guarantee. That's right, if you don't see results, you can get your money back so you have absolutely nothing to lose, but everything to gain. So what are you waiting for? Take advantage of this limited time opportunity right now. Go to NovaFusion.co slash challenge to sign up and embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's spark your transformation together. I can't wait to see you on the other side.